Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest today is South Dakota Farm Bureau President Scott Vanderwall. We'll hear from him after this. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, Chad at 605-870-0697, or Wade at 605-730-1801. One of the kickoff events for the South Dakota State Fair each year is a program recognizing farms and ranches in the state that have been in the same family for 100 years or longer. The South Dakota Farm Bureau and the State Department of Agriculture, now the Department of Ag and Natural Resources, host the Century Farm Program. Farm Bureau President Scott Vanderwall of Volga says they've honored over 3,000 families since the program started in 1984. To recognize farms and ranches that have been in the same family for 100 years. And that's the way we did that for quite a long time. And now we've added, just in the last few years, 125 and 150-year awards. So it's really a lot of fun. We have three different sections to it. And it's all about recognizing these families that have gone through uh, untold struggles and challenges to keep these farms and, and ranches and their families over the years through the dirty 30s and the droughts and the floods and all the things that happen and just show the perseverance that they've had over the years. As far as documentation, it's obviously too late to apply for this year's event, but if we're piquing some interest from folks, what kind of documentation do they need to to prove the family has had that operation and, and is eligible for this super cool recognition? Yeah, that's a good question, and it is quite a bit of work. I've never done it myself, but uh, that's what they uh, tell me. And they do have to document uh, several things. And among those is that there has to be at least 80 acres of the original homestead still intact. And it has to have been in the family uh, continuously for all that time. So if if somebody lost the farm during the 30s and then got it back later, uh, that's not going to qualify until we get to, to where they've been there 100 years again continuously. We have had lots of people tell us that they kind of procrastinated in putting their history together and applying for this award forced them to uh, do all that research. And they always tell us how thankful they were that that this happened and that they, they went to all that work because they learned a tremendous amount about the history of their farm. Being up on the stage as president of the South Dakota Farm Bureau, Scott, you've gotten to see pretty much every family that has been recognized over the years. What kinds of reactions do you see from families getting this recognition? Yeah, that's a great question, and we see everything. We'll see people come up there, uh, you know, just one person. uh, They'll say the rest of the family couldn't make it, and and they just say thank you and don't say much. Extreme examples on the other end would be uh, we get 10 or 15 people out of the same family that kind of make it a reunion. Uh, They get T-shirts made that shows uh, their family names and how long they've been, the the farm's been in the family, and they make a a huge event out of it. Uh, It's also interesting when they get up, and, and we always invite them to say a few words and tell us a little bit about their stories. Like I said, some people just say thank you to Farm Bureau and the Department of Ag and, and walk off the stage. Others will talk for 
five or sometimes even six or seven minutes telling about their history. And they do get emotional sometimes because of the things that they went through. And, you know, all families go through tragedies and trials at some time in their history. And uh, when they get to start talking about that, it does cause them to be emotional. But it's really interesting, and and it holds the crowd real well. Uh, Most people receive their awards if if they're in the beginning, and then they'll go sit down and listen for a while, uh, maybe through the whole program. And, And that's really nice to see because... We don't want the crowd to disappear by the time the last ones go through. A lot of times it's the older folks that will come, but the, there have been numerous times when they bring the, the next two or three generations, whoever's still around. It's not uncommon to see four or five generations there all together. Uh, the great-grandpas and grandmas uh, may not even be able to come up on the stage if they're in wheelchairs or can't get around very well. And so they'll stay down and the rest of the family comes up and they'll be holding a one or two year old child saying that this is going to be the fifth or sixth or seventh generation. And it's just really touching. Yeah, I'm getting teary eyed and goosebumps just thinking about the ceremonies I've gotten to see and and be there. It's just a a great way to kick off the first day of the South Dakota State Fair, I think. Yeah, we really enjoy that. And it's a chance for us to welcome people there and they can sit and watch for a while. generally a little bit cool yet when we first start that and they go on to the rest of the fair and we give out meal tickets and and they can use those at their uh, food booth of choice on the fairgrounds we used to do an organized dinner uh, but it got to be uh, quite a process and then during the uh, pandemic we couldn't do it anyway we just found an easier way to do it and then people can do their own thing and this year's Century Farm Recognition event will be first day of the South Dakota State Fair, which is September 1st. It starts at 10 a.m. and it's held on the Farm Bureau Dakota land stage right there by one of the gates to the fair. So pretty easy, accessible for folks to get in and out. As you think back to all of the years you've been there and visited with folks, Scott, what are some of your favorite sites or memories or stories you've heard about these operations, farms and ranches that have been in these families for 100, 125 or more years? Well, I, th- I think the most interesting ones are, are the ones where they had a lot of struggles during the Depression era, where they had to do unusual things. They'd sell property or whatever they had to do to keep the farm and the family and keep operating. It was the Wild West for a long time, and people would come and try to steal your property or even take your land. Some people had to defend their property. It, it's, it's just lots of different stories to, about the, the hard times and it really makes us, uh, in these days now, uh, it really makes you thankful for what we have and, and how things work now because it wasn't always that easy. They, We don't know what work is compared to what those people went through. Uh, putting their infrastructures together, um, even on our farm, uh, we're not a century farm yet even. Uh, my grandfather dug all the water lines in the, on our place pretty much by hand, six feet deep. Well, we wouldn't even think about doing that anymore. But that's all they had. That's the way they got things done, and and they did it. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. 
Anything else about Century Farm or any other Farm Bureau state fair activities, events coming up that you want to mention? Well, I've got you on the line, Scott. Well, the other things we do at the state fair along with Century Farms is uh, uh, we promote our organization, uh, help people learn about it, what we do, try to invite people to be members of Farm Bureau. Uh, regardless of whether they're farmers and ranchers or consumers, because there's a good reason to belong to Farm Bureau in that if you're interested in food and keeping our our food and production system in this country uh, financially secure and strong, everybody has that, that concern. If, if you eat three meals a day or even less than that, you should be concerned about the strength of our ag industry in this country, because that turns into... Uh, our national security because of the, the ability to feed ourselves. So that's what we tell people, whether they get active in the organization or not, is, is not quite as relevant because uh, their presence, their interest in the organization, and of course their dues that help us have the financial resources to do what we do is, is really important. That's a great point, Scott. Somebody who maybe doesn't have the time or doesn't feel like they have the knowledge to get out and advocate and go lobby at the state legislature or in Washington, D.C. If they're not comfortable in that realm, their dues help pay for those of you folks that are. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's lots of different uh, roles that people can take in Farm Bureau. Uh, If they don't want to speak in front of people, that's just fine. They can help in other ways. They can help with events at the county level and be involved in policy discussions and policy development. And that's what it's all about, is our members telling us what our policy is going to be. We don't generate that at, at the state level or the national level. It's our local people at the county level that develop that policy, and it goes through the state convention and then the national convention if it's national issues. And we're very proud of that because we can truthfully say that we're a grassroots organization that represents the, the policy that our grassroots members put in place. We also have a site toward the west end of the fairgrounds, uh, it's a, a little trailer with an awning, and we give out water there, and, and if the weather's hot uh, during the fair, people really enjoy that. Our insurance agents are there also, and people can talk to them about their insurance needs, whether it's a property casualty or life. Or uh, We've also started a, a health plan program just in the last year that's available to people, and uh, that's been a, a really big deal in saving some money for people, especially young families with several kids. And uh, we're doing a lot of good there. It's a very high-quality product, but it's saving people a lot of money. So we just urge everybody to come out and see us. And and if they want to talk about ag policy or insurance or just the the food system in general, we're certainly happy to talk. With Agriculture In-Depth, brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.